Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more entitled people and if you do love a reddit story why not consider him that like that subscribe maybe that notification bell too and let's dive straight in to today's first story now today's first story comes from okay specific 396 who says entitled landlord let entitled roommate use my room without my permission got his business shut down and the roommate kicked out i'm an indian immigrant in canada I stayed in this house with other seven to eight fellow Indian women. Right off the bat, I was subjected to the hostility from four women. Let's call them mean women. These women are aged 19 to 25, but act like they're in their teens. I believe they're Indian Karens in the making. They want everyone in the house to worship them, praise them, and should bend their backs for them. And if someone doesn't do things their way, well, get ready to feel their wrath. That's what's happened to me and a few other tenants. I noticed the mean women deliberately avoiding a few tenants in their conversation, talking garbage behind their backs, and the most annoying of all, criticizing other tenants' chores around the house while not doing a good job themselves. After a snow day, we took turns of to shovel the snow from the porch and the driveway. The mean women chose the easiest part of the snow to shovel away, leaving the part with black ice for the rest of us. Since most of us didn't have a clue about snow shoveling, we did it slowly and with difficulty. All the mean women did was stand by the porch and scoff at us while we tried to crack the ice from the driveway. They comment they did better than us and we are lazy. Ever since, I stopped talking to those people. Whenever I saw them, I ignored them. All of this happened in a span of a month. During this period, I became close to a group of people in the house. Incidentally, the mean women hated a person from that group and because of that, I found myself on their hit list. This is something I found out later. They used to call the landlord to complain about other tenants, including myself almost every day. Some of their complaints were laughable and annoying. For example, I was having breakfast when I get a call from work. In a hurry, I put the plate in the sink and went to my room to attend a call, asking to attend an urgent meeting. While I was at the online meeting, I got a text from the tenant's social media, which included the landlord. It was from one of the mean women. She sent a picture of my plate in the sink to the group, stating that some of the tenants were not following the hygiene rules in the house. I texted the group that it was my plate and I didn't have time to wash the plate because I had to take an urgent call from work. I was about to wash the plate after the meeting. She texts back, it's the duty of every tenant to clean up after their meals with no excuses. Then I sent back pictures of the table in the dining room and the stove, which was dirty with specks of dozer batter all over it with timestamps. I text that the table had been like that for days and everyone in the house knows who made dozer that day. It was the mean women. I had to clean the dried batter from the table after the third day. She had no problem with it except when someone left a plate in the sink for no less than an hour. That angered the mean women. 
Later, when the landlord came to the house, they made a complaint against me that I was leaving dishes in the sink all the time. Their immature tactics wore down almost everyone in the house and eventually nobody spoke to them. Somehow, they blamed a couple of my friends and me for this. They tried to pick a fight with me, but each time I didn't give them a chance by shutting the door in their face. When that happened, they stormed into my friend's room and screamed at them. One fight was a few days before my party. I was about to hold in the study room. I thought of inviting them to end the animosity between us, but they crossed a line and I decided not to invite them. I think this triggered them more because I heard one of the mean women screaming she hated me and a few other tenants during an argument with another tenant. I didn't care. I also saw a used mask placed perfectly over my kettle in the kitchen. I knew it was the mean women because as soon as I entered the kitchen, they hurried to their rooms from the living room giggling. I didn't confront them because I didn't have a piece of solid evidence. The last straw was when I left Canada for my wedding in India. I left the room under the care of my friend who was staying next door because my room didn't have a key to the lock. The day after I reached India, I got a call from my friend. She told me one of the mean women is using my room. When confronted, the mean woman said she had permission from the landlord. I knew the landlord had a partiality towards the mean women. I took it to the social media group stating no one can enter my room without my consent, even if the landlord allows them to. The landlord replied that his word is final and if I have a problem, I can leave the house. I was so shocked, angry and about to tear up. I replied that I am vacating my room by the end of the month. This was the start of a chain reaction. As soon as I revealed I was leaving, the mean women cheered. My friends called me to console me and offered their support. Knowing the bias of the landlord, the tenants minus the mean women decided to look for other accommodations. Some of the tenants send the screenshots of the conversation between the landlord and myself in the group chat to their families in India. Parents, siblings, and spouses of the tenants called and text the landlord to let them know their disappointment and their doubts about their safety of their loved ones in the house now that the landlord said he has the authority to let anyone stay in the house without permission of the tenants. The landlord is also Indian and personally knew some of the families. All the while, the mean women were gloating in front of my friends. I was still in India during that time. I told my friends to pack my things. They found another accommodation and will take my things to the house with them before I get back to Canada. The landlord knew this would affect his business now. The news was slowly spreading around the area. He also got wind of the information that more than half of the tenants were moving out the next month due to this issue. So a few days after the incident, he came to the house to announce the closure of his business and the remaining tenants have a month to clear out the house. He wanted to shift his business to another part of the province. This news didn't bother the tenants who already decided to move out, but it was certainly a shock to the mean women. They couldn't get another cheaper accommodation with a friendly landlord like this one in one of the most expensive cities in Canada. I would have given anything to see their shocked faces when the landlord kicked them out a reward to their entitlement. My friends joked I became the legend who single-handedly shut down a man's business and forced a few women to move out of their accommodation within the first couple of my months in Canada. I was sad and angry, but I'm glad it happened that way. Now, I don't have to go through those women's bullshit anymore. My mouth sort of dropped at the beginning of this story that said seven to eight fellow Indian women were all in this one place. How big is this place for you all to be in there? It sounds like a crowned place. I'm not sure, obviously. 
but I'm certainly glad OP got their own back in the end. Let's move on to another story, which is from Outside Question, who says Aunt tries to steal a family heirloom. Thinks she deserves an apology for being called out. My aunt is, to put it politely, a complete piece of work. The more accurate description probably violates the terms of service. She isn't overly well-liked in my family. However, my grandparents, especially my grandmother, believe that they can't exclude her from family events based purely on their personal feelings for her. My aunt is an extremely shallow and materialistic individual. She has tried to get my grandpa to sell property that's been in the family for a hundred years, so the money could be split between my uncles and my dad. This story, however, involves a very old pocket watch. I don't know the details, but the watch is Swiss and very old. It is gold with platinum inlay and is extremely valuable. Now, this watch has been passed down from father to son for a long time. It is going to be passed on to my dad and eventually me. My aunt hates this. She has tried to convince my grandpa to give it to my uncle, second oldest, and for my dad to just say my uncle should have it. Neither have agreed to that. It all came to a head on Saturday. We're at my grandparents' house for a birthday celebration. Everything is going well. People are having pleasant conversations. My daughter, who is five, this is relevant, and younger cousins have been having fun and somehow not causing more noise than should be humanly possible. It's been a wonderful day until my aunt goes to leave. She is saying her goodbyes. Everything is good, and then my daughter pipes up and says, Don't forget to put back the watch, Auntie S. I look at my daughter and ask, What watch? And she says, The fancy gold one. My grandpa walks to his study and comes back out, asking if she had taken the watch. My uncle looks at my aunt and says, She didn't. To cut a long story short, she is made to hand over her handbag, and lo and behold, the watch is inside. Everyone is furious. My uncle can't believe what she's done and my grandpa wants her out of the house. This would all be bad enough, but to make this even better, she calls me that night and tries to scold me for raising a daughter who was a snoop. She had seen my aunt while running around and playing and that I needed to do a better job as a parent. I just laughed and said she's hardly the one to talk given and hung up on her. I'm not surprised she tried to steal the item, but even then, I'm surprised she tried to make it my fault she's been shunned by the family. And the bloody cheeky aunt in this one has the cheek to say, you know, your daughter's the snoop, the one that's calling out a thief. Holy moly, I would have loved to have been in that house at the time when, you know, she had to hand over her bag and then it was pulled out to see her face in those moments. What do you guys think of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. 
And this next story comes from Ulfa who says, you won't stop smoking on your porch at night. Guess we'll burn our house down. Hi all, just found out there are a bunch of flashing lights and loud sirens on the street behind mine last night and I am gobsmacked. The family that used to live in the house behind mine, whoever so helpfully called the police on me after I gave them a heads up about their Wi-Fi, has moved out. A new family has moved in. Our houses are separated by a couple of hundred feet and a brush line. I found this out because they came to talk to me last week about my smoke in the joint before I go to bed on my porch and how the smell is terrible and it's bothering them and I just need to not do that. Note, I smoke precisely one half gram joint on my screen porch before bed, perhaps three to four times a week. The likelihood that any of the smoke from that is going anywhere near their house is slim to none. I told the new back neighbors, I'll turn a ceiling fan on to thin out the smell, but I'm not going to get eaten alive by bugs just before bed because they don't want me to smoke on my own property. Porch is screened in. I guess this answer didn't satisfy them because last night, one of them came up with a cunning plan to get back at me. They dug a hole in their lawn, built a fire with a bunch of green pine wood so it'd be extra smoky, started the fire, and then put a box fan pointed at my porch next to the fire and went inside three guesses what happened. If you guessed they set their own house on fire, you would be correct. One of their next door neighbors called 911 because some cinders from the fire set my back neighbor's house on fire. I have no idea how much fire damaged the house, only that the people who live there got arrested and given an impressive set of fines for negligence and a bunch of other things. Did I mention my country is under a fire weather warning and all those fines are multiplied? The juiciest part and that the reason I decided to post here about it was one of the cops was talking to the neighbors who were going on and on about the awful pot smell that I was causing and making the house uninhabitable. Cop sniffs a little bit and tells them that's not marijuana, that's a skunk. <laughs> so in the end, your entitled neighbors burnt their house down over a skunk. Ah, dearie, dearie me. What do you guys make of this particular story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another one. And this next story comes from Mr. Marine Man V who says my brother-in-law disrespects my wife and my son, gets scared and cries to his parents when I correct him. So my brother-in-law to this day still lives with my in-laws. He's in his early 30s. From what my wife's told me, and I've seen enough evidence to affirm her statements, they spoiled him rotten his entire life. He's adopted, of the fair complexion as opposed to my wife's and in-laws, melanin rich tones. So she suspects some odd fantasizing on their part that I won't really get into, but could definitely see them participating in. He could burn water, he's that inept. Eats nothing but crap food, is horrendously overweight, doesn't have a job and actively refuses to get one unless you're doing all the legwork for him gets to go out to the Disney and Universal parks all day and throws a tantrum anytime he's asked to do any kind of chores to name a few issues I have with him. He's also super creepy towards my kids and, and given a history that's not really mine to explain but you can guess, that's grounds enough for me to not want him within a mile of my family. He still demands their respect because I'm an adult and your uncle so you have to respect me. But I have put up with him because I try not to rock the boat as much as possible. My wife's relationship with her parents is rocky enough as it is, a real-life Cinderella story. We got married in mid-2015 and her parents invited themselves to our place on base housing to come see our new home. Of course, they bring EMC, Entitled Manchild, with them. 
This EMC has already been stuffing his face with what little snack foods we've got in the house. Didn't ask to my recollection because we're family and families share what they have when family visits or some such tripe, my mother-in-law said. Not too long after, he starts berating and bullying my ATT 10-year-old son, a grown man bullying a barely double-digit age child by name-calling. I'm still new to the step-parent slash new husband role and don't want to overstep, so I let my wife start to handle this. She asks him to stop as it's upsetting our son. He does for a little bit but goes right back at it a few minutes later. Once again, my wife asks him to knock it off and, and that this behavior won't be tolerated in our home and he starts having another of his ungodly tantrums. As soon as, well, mum says, comes out of his mouth, I put my foot down, both literally and figuratively. I do not tolerate any disrespect towards my wife, strangers, kids, or family be damned. The new house is mostly wood flooring on the first floor and my voice already carries pretty well. So the entire house goes silent when I spoke up. Is this her house? Is this yours? No? Then shut the fuck up. When the people whose house you're in tell to knock something off, entitled man-child is just standing there looking like some flabby fish out of water with an open mouth gasp and wide-eyed terror that someone had dared to correct him. He then ran upstairs and cried to my in-laws about how he was aggressive and scary towards me and I don't feel welcome in this home. Gee, I wonder why. My father-in-law pulled my wife aside and demanded something be done about my behavior because that's no way for a family to behave towards one another. She told me all this and to this day, I still don't apologize for anything they deem as rude or unseemly because that one instance of their six foot sack of turds behavior tells me they have no room to criticize anyone on parenting or general behavior. Another reason he may not like me would probably be because I embarrassed the hell out of him for acting like a nimrod while we're on vacation. For context, we were staying at a hotel, had booked with their points and I was on crutches at the time for a broken foot. This man-child had my, at the time, I want to say around eight-year-old daughter up in the air, spinning her around, standing immediately next to a pool. Obviously, I could not ambulate fast enough to intercede physically, so I had to call out from across the courtyard. Entitled man-child, put her down now, which drew everyone in the vicinity's attention to his idiocy. I finally stick my happy ass over to him and he's looking all kinds of indignant. He asks, how dare I interrupt his time with his niece and I tell him, because you're putting her life in danger, you colossal moron. You're not even a foot from the side of a pool. What on God's green earth made you think this was an okay idea? Well, I'm her uncle, was all he had to counter with. And I am her father. I say put her down. Now he and I get into a hard staring match at this point, And he thinks he's going to win because I'm on crutches and he's already naturally taller than me at around six foot. I, however, was a hard charging Lance Corporal at the time and didn't fear man, beast, or God, let alone this, this fat sack excuse of humanity. He broke first and stormed off to go and tell his parents what happened. They tried to have a conversation with me about how what I did was inappropriate. And I just balk at them and ask them how they could condone the blatant endangerment of their granddaughter by this buffoon. They had nothing else to say. And there we have it, as always comes out in these particular stories. But family, <laughs> what do you guys make of that one? And how do you think you would have dealt with that situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. 
As always, a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, for joining me in some entitled people stories. You know, we like to cover this once in a while to see the wilder side of things. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. And once again, thank you so much. Take care now. Goodbye. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.